0: Hello and welcome to the Pitch Sider podcast and um, welcome back to everyone that's been listening recently and welcome to episode four of the second season. This week I am joined by Mr Toby Green. How are we?
1: Very good mate. How have you been?
0: Yeah, very well. Thank you. Um, yeah. Decent weekend of football if you are not a Chelsea fan, but
1: the Indeed. Yeah. indeed. Yeah, a lot to talk about.
0: And yet, should we move straight on to the Premier League?
1: Let's do it. Let's jump in.
0: So I'll do a quick roundup of all the scores that have happened so far. So the first game was Tottenham versus Wolves, that ended the 1-0 to Tottenham. Uh, the second game was Palace versus Aston Villa, which ended 3-1 to Palace. Everton and Nottingham Forest was 1-0. Fulham-Brentford, Fulham got a late minute, Late-minute winner to win it 3-2. Leicester lost to Southampton 2-1. And Arsenal got a solid 3-0 victory over Bournemouth. Um, and the game's from Sunday. Uh, we've got Leicester 3, Chelsea 0, which we'll probably get on to in a minute. Uh, Brighton 2, West Ham 0. And Man City, Newcastle was a 3 all draw. And looking forward to Monday, when this was released, is the... Liverpool-United game. Where would we like to start this week?
1: Well, There's been quite a few decent games so far. I think we should start with an honourable mention to Harry Kane. 250 goals for Tottenham in all competitions. Uh, makes him fourth in the list of Premier League top scorers. Only two away from Cole. So, yeah, it's definitely possible he'll get um, Shearer's record. I believe if he plays to the age of 35, he only needs 13 goals a season in the Premier League. So it is definitely possible. Uh,
0: he, he did He did break a record. So he's the highest scoring player for a single club now in the Premier League's era. He true. did break that record.
1: Yeah, and also just to touch on, on Wolves as well. I'm not sure if you mentioned it on the last podcast, but they brought in Mateus Nunes. Did we say that last week? I'm not sure.
0: Um, I'm not sure. I don't think we did. We may have mentioned it a little bit, but. Yeah, I think this week it's gone through. Um, he, looked, he looked really good, actually, when he mm, played.
1: He almost scored a header. Uh, it was good business by Wolves in, in general. They they sold Gibbs-White for about £30 million to Forrest, although he looks like a very good player. He had two fantastic years in the Championship for, for Sheffield and prior to that Swansea. Uh, they made a good amount of money on him and invested it into a player who looks like, or has the potential to be world-class in, in Lunes. Um So, sensible transfer for them. And he fits the quotes of being Portuguese. Uh, they also brought Gonzalo yeah. Guedes as well. Uh, quite exciting, dynamic attacker from from Valencia. Also Portuguese shocker.
0: From Saturday, I think we should talk about Leicester and Leicester as a whole. I think they they're, they're um, not had the greatest starts on for Premier League. And they seem to have dropped a lot of points and i don't think they are where people expect them to be um mm. they're very on the decline and especially i don't think it's helped them having no money to be able to spend because of fsp but yeah mm. i think it's going to be i think they're going to struggle especially if they do sell Fafana or do sell madison or vardy
1: yeah well if they do sell Fafana they would get an extremely large amount of money which they can reinvest in the squad um, but he wasn't playing today. He wasn't in the right frame of mind, according to, to Rodgers. Um, so they had to play Daniel Marty, who's a subpar um, player. I uh, don't rate him too highly. But yeah, James Madison had a quite a decent game. He scored a nice uh, free kick from I don't know how many yards? 25 yards or so, 20 yards. Um, so he's one of the assets that they could sell if, if the opportunity does arise. And Newcastle, I think, are still interested. Um, but obviously, he's he's a real game changer for for Leicester, um, so they will want to hold on to him uh, as much as possible. Um, well done to Southampton, though they they played really well. Um, you know, Shea Adams got two goals. First one was a little bit lucky, but the second one was a an absolute stun of a sort of mid air volley, scissor kick vibe. Uh, yeah, beautiful goal. Um, and I feel like. For a team like Southampton who invested in a lot in youth, you kind of want to see them succeed um, and see these sort of players develop because they definitely have the potential to do so. Um, the players they brought in in this window and prior to that, um, so yeah, be one to watch, I guess, for the future. And if they can get wins like this against the likes of Leicester, albeit, you know, as you said, who are not in the best of form. Leicester, it's always good for for to and the and the club
0: yes but the i suppose the worrying thing as a leicester fan you are watching your team lose to these teams they were beating very very comfortably last season and the season before they've mm. i mean they did win the fa cup uh, two seasons ago but they yeah they've been on a steady decline since then um, especially once they sort of won the league and they sold mares and kante they are back to a mid-table team it would be interesting to see how they deal with getting into europe this season um, whether they will it's sort of they seem to be they should be around the same level as maybe united should be this season
1: yeah i agree with you i think when they won the league uh, and they sold the players it was always uh, i wouldn't say an impossible task but a very very difficult task to sort of Get near that zone again. Um, so, so I think their ambition was to solidify themselves as a, a European team to get maybe you know, Europa League and nowadays maybe Conference League. Um, but you know, with the the lack of uh, funding available uh, due to their FFP restrictions, it's going to be difficult for them. They have to rely a lot on youth players and the, the players they've bought already. Um, they're a little bit light in midfield, so it's going to be an interesting season for them. I feel for. A, Maybe a few teams this year, it may not be as straightforward as it seems. Um, you know, we'll come on to it later, you know, a, a lot of the so-called bigger teams or the more established teams uh, always or, or seem to have the capability of, of dropping points to, to lower um, quality teams. Not that there's many lower quality teams in the Premier League, but you know, you get what I mean.
0: This is something to do with like the Premier League. So the Premier League is a league where. You expect City to go and beat Newcastle 3-4-0. They got a 3-0 draw today. And you expect Chelsea to go and do win against Leeds, a team that struggled last season and only just scraped out of the relegation zone. And they're coming to beat a team 3-0 Chelsea that looked very poor in that game.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, if we want to go into those games, so we can sort of go through as a whole... Um... Yeah, Chelsea looked really poor today. Um, the only half decent player looked like, um, Sterling, uh, looked like he could create and score goals. Yeah. And Koulibaly was you know, picking on silly, silly, um, fouls, which uh, an MC led to him getting a red card, um, which won't be good for, for Chelsea. Although they'll probably up to adapt to a, a four of the backs, um, system, which, um, they used to, to a degree, but it's never great losing one of their, you know, your main assets. Uh, but Leeds did fantastically well. I thought that they played with a lot of dynamism. Rodrigo, at the moment, he's scored three in three uh, games, which you know last year he the year prior that nobody would really expected that kind of form from him. He didn't really sort of hit the heights after moving from Valencia for about thirty million. It uh, was a big signing from for Leeds. Um, but in general, their signings this year have seemed to be really uh, settling really well, uh, making a good impact. <clears throat> Brendan Harrison scored today. Uh, Tyler Adams looks like a really energetic um, defensive midfielder. Mark Rocker had a good game as well. Uh, and Christensen as well at uh, fullback looked, looked quite solid. So, yeah, generally they look like a good team. And, uh, um, you know, when you lose players like Calvin Phillips and Ruffinia, obviously it brings in a lot of money, but you have to invest it wisely. And I think they have, you know, there may be some of the doubters around, I know it's early days, but maybe some of the doubters around uh, Marsh maybe sort of quieting down a little bit um, and seeing what you know, Leeds can really often bring to the, the table in the Premier League.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting, especially with Leeds. They look more of a well-rounded team, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, their signings they've brought in sort of leveled the playing field. I mean, Phillips was a great asset for them, but they now look like they've got two solid central midfielders, which will be able to do a decent job, which they did against Chelsea. Um I mean, Chelsea looked certain players. Gallagher had a better second half than he did in the first half, but I think he's trying to impress too much and he's trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's filling in for like one of the world's best midfielders in Kante. So, it's quite a hard job.
1: I think, we, um, I think we've got to mention as well that it, it does make it harder for the team when you know, the likes of Mendy uh, makes it a catastrophic, tra- catastrophic error like he did um trying to i don't even know what he's doing trying to play out from the defense or trying to sort of round uh marinson um from the back pass it, it just yeah it didn't work out we've seen it a lot recently with keepers sort of making mistakes i know the obvious ones to hey but you know in the Bundesliga we saw sort of flecking for, for freiburg and a few other scenarios where this has happened uh i'm not sure what the theme is maybe it's just you know early on in the season still getting you know used to playing and this is a sort of level or something. I'm not too sure what it is, but yeah, that never really helps a team and you give away easy goals like that and doesn't really set yourself up to for the rest of the game.
0: There was something about Chelsea, the team wasn't set up correctly, maybe, or didn't have the right mentality going into this game. Um seemed to pick up a few easy yellow cards and yeah, it didn't seem it just Cucurella didn't even have a good game. He was, I thought he was on really that ball, left to be fair, for most of the game. Mm, compared... Compared to what these players played against Tottenham, I, I was going to ask you this actually. Do you
1: feel like because Chelsea may have filled their rob from the uh, from the three points last game? Do you feel like they maybe, I don't know, felt a little bit disheartened this game, or or it's not as motivated?
0: Um, I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure on this. Um, probably there's probably is. I mean, it's still going on. they the referee came out, and I don't know if they have full faith in referees at the moment um and yeah they didn't i mean Touche was down on the touchline again arguing with the refs during the game so it's not it's not a good atmosphere i think there's a few players that we still are missing certain players and i'm going to say we we're very light in midfield as well at the moment um especially with Kante and Kovacic being injured it's no excuse. We've still got the likes of Gallagher and Loftus-Cheek and Jorginho all to sort of be able to fill in that squad. And, yeah, it's, it was disappointing as a fan. But, yeah, I think there is part of that game that did have an effect on it. Whether they thought they had a point to prove or they just didn't listen to the game plan, who knows, Um I think Tushore's gonna have a right go at them this week and it'd be interesting to see what they do on the next game or whether we play a load of different players. I mean our front three, we've played for three games now, and I don't think any of them have scored. No. Which is the worrying worrying point. And I we've got players like Pulisic and Zayc on the bench. I mean Zaych had a really good shot, it was blocked for offside by Havertz. Um but yeah, he should have scored that, and it probably would have gone in if it didn't hit Havertz. But yeah, I, don't know. I agree. I feel
1: like um, only Sterling really looked like the the player who would score from that team uh, in this game. And you know, when you don't have that out and out strike, I know you have Brozier, but he's injured at the moment, I think, or, or picked up a knock and wasn't available. He was on the bench, but you lose that sort of you know that that focal point of the team where you can sort of direct all your attacks through. Well, not all of them, but you know, at least some of them. Um, so who knows? It might be an issue for Chelsea later down in the line. Um, but they, you know, they've, they they bought a lot of younger players recently, Chukumreca, uh for twenty million from Villa and uh, Casadei as well, the Italian midfielder from from Inter Milan. So maybe they'll have an opportunity to to have an impact in games later on. I know they're both extremely young. I think nineteen for both of them. Yeah, it might be an option for them. You never really want to rely on such, i uh, you for at such a level.
0: Maybe we should um, move on. Uh, let's talk about, um, Man City and Newcastle, a 3-all draw, yeah. which was a yeah, great result for looked like they were going to go win, uh,
1: take home the all three points actually, uh, for most of the game. Um, but you know, City being City, they have the, the quality later on to, you know, turn a game around on its head. I thought for, you know, most of the first half Harlan was pretty poor actually. He tried to get involved in some of the the build up, you know, dropped deep a little bit and um just getting mugged off a little bit and getting pushed around and I know he wasn't really brought in to do that that job, but you know, even the top players will have to sort of adapt um, coming into the Premier League. Uh he did score later on though. Um it was a nice goal. Uh but yeah, for Newcastle in general it's a, a very big result. They've as we mentioned, um in prior podcasts, they've not really gone out and spent big on any one player. They've sort of tried to look at the team as a whole and um find people who have good attitudes. I think that's one of Hal's policies is not to bring any dickheads. Um and yeah, that's really what you want if you want to not really if you want to spend your money wisely. I know they've got a vast amount of funding and you know obviously their back is they could go out and spend money, uh, a large amount of money on uh, You know, a world-class player, um, but you don't really need to, as long as you have a solid team and invest wisely, you should be fine. Just look at you know how Brentford have sort of solidified themselves as a Premier League league team, although they did lose today just about. Um, it's showing that, yeah, money doesn't really guarantee success, and I guess the the other example of that is another flip side is looking at United and how much they spent recently, not recently. in the last ten years or so, how you know, success has not been coming their way in the slightest. So yeah, I guess that's it's a good way to go for any club.
0: And um, talking of United, yes, as as we record this is Sunday night, so we've got the Liverpool versus United game tomorrow. Um, as this podcast will be released, actually, um, I think kickoff is eight, and this will probably go live at eight. So um, let's do a little preview for this uh game. Um what what is gonna be um, your predictions for this game?
1: Honestly, I feel like it won't be as bad as the Brentford defeat. Um two two nil to Liverpool perhaps, maybe two one to Liverpool. I can't see United winning this one of course, but I don't think uh the players probably won't be as stubborn as they were during the Brentford game. Um maybe they'll treat it as like a one-off game. Um you know, hosting a, you know, a, a team that's not necessarily performing as well as they should be, Liverpool. Maybe they've been a bit unlucky. Uh, and also, they've got a lot of injuries at the moment and suspensions. Nunes is out. Yota uh, is out. Uh, a few other players are not available. Firmino as well. Yeah. Think not that me, I'm saying they'll make a difference, know. but who knows? I don't think it'll be as dramatic as line. That's what I'm saying.
0: No, I don't I don't actually see this being like it was last season five, four nil, like nine, not I don't see you scoring, um unless maybe you, I don't know if Martial is back for you. Um but I don't I don't see Liverpool doing that well either because they've got two attackers really out of the three they normally play. Um I think it's gonna very interrupt their sort of rhythm and how they set up because they're going to have to Mm. put the focal point on these two wingers rather than through like a false nine. Um, Their midfield is very, very lacking, and they had to play players like Harvey Elliott last time. Um, So it'd be interesting to see how they set up and whether they go a bit more defensive or they try and attack you because then they they can penetrate you and try and get Salah in. But then for you, you you know Mm. they're going to go through these two players. So it's going to be interesting because you can... Beef up. You can go five at the back with like two CDMs and try and beat them on the counter or something. It'd be interesting to see how uh, Eric lines up to <laughs> Jurgen. I can see it ending up in a draw. Yeah, it'd be interesting I to see what's going to end up Eric's in like a nil-nil draw.
1: Maybe we'll play right wing back or something. Uh, he's played every other position on the pitch. Maybe that's Eric's mission is to to get him to play the eleven positions throughout the season.
0: He's the, yeah, he's the Milner yeah, of so. United. I wonder if
1: Liverpool will play Carver, Um It's like a false nine or something. Give him his Premier League debut. It'll be a game, big game to, to do it in, but he seems like a really a top quality player. Good sign in for them. But yeah, yeah, I, I I don't see it going too well, to be honest. Um, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see him on Monday. Uh, let me do a roundup of the other... European leagues. Uh, see what's happening at the moment. Um, so Bayer Leverkusen at the moment are struggling big time. They're like, you know, West Ham, you're a winless United, you're a winless. Uh, Leverkusen are a team that you expect to be around the Champions League spots. I'm not sure it's clicked this season. Uh, they lost 3-0 to Hoffenheim and they've got good, good players to be fair. A lot of good uh, quality players and uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they sort of progress this season. Um, be a massive task for them to to pick up form uh, at this particular time. Uh, Dortmund lost uh, after being two 0 up against Werder Bremen. Werder Bremen is not exactly renowned for being a, a top quality team, so it's a slight shock for the team. They did um, Dortmund did play the 18 uh, year old English lad uh, Bino Gittens who scored uh, in the previous game, but yeah, in general for Dortmund, it's not looking great, uh, particularly when they've got the likes of uh, by Munich winning 7 0 against Bochum. Um, obviously, this is one of the most competitive leagues in the world, so you expect uh, Bochum to, to put up a real fight against Leverkus- uh, against Munich, but unfortunately not. They lost 7 0 this time. Um, uh, Leipzig lost 2 1 to Union Berlin. It looks like Union replaced Abu quite well with uh, Jordan Piatek, American striker. So expect to see him at the World Cup playing against. England, uh, he scored today uh, for Union Berlin. Freiburg beat Stuttgart as well. Nice, nice victory for them. In La Liga, uh, Real Madrid won four-one against Celta Vigo. You watched this game, didn't you, Joe?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Real Madrid just looked a good team. I think Benzema scored a penalty. Um, Vinicius Junior, Vinicius Junior took it round the goalkeeper, um, skilled up him, and just passed it in the back of the net. Yeah, Aspas I think scored a good goal, a penalty from it. Um, but yeah, no, it was actually a shot. He didn't score. A, he <laughs> it wasn't a penalty. Um, but yeah, it was ended up to be a consolation but, goal. Very
1: nice blast from the pass there, Aspas. Yeah, it was,
0: mm, yeah, it looked it looked actually quite a good game. Um, but yeah, again, it's Real Madrid. Probably a good send off for Casemiro, even though he didn't play.
1: Yeah, I'm sure we we'll get onto the signing in just a just a moment. Uh, Atletico Madrid are losing one nil to Villarreal. Um, Eighty minutes gone. Axel Witzel seems to be the starting centre back in the back three. Which is quite interesting. Um, obviously, a player most people are familiar with. Yeah, interesting one. In Syria, Inter Milan beat Spezia three nil. Three different goal scorers. Lukaku not on the score sheet this game. But uh, Martinez was Challenhoglu and Carrera. Uh, it looks like uh, this is going to be t- a uh, top league to watch, um, particularly with Napoli winning 4 0. It was against Monza, but <clears throat> you can't pick who you play against. And also, yeah, Napoli's signings have been very promising on paper. Um, they bought Raspadori, well, on loan. we got obligation to buy, i.e., the Italian way of buying players nowadays. Uh, they brought him in for some Sassuolo. Uh He looks like a real good player. They've got a Georgian player whose name I won't be able to pronounce. It's uh, I'll give it a go. Kavara Tashvelia. Nailed it.
0: Better than I yeah, would have been
1: now. He to is uh, a phenomenal talent, actually. He scored two goals in this game. Uh, he's also got one goal prior to this and his debut. Um, but yeah, he looks like a real good player. Uh, maybe one to watch out for. And also, they brought uh, Simeone, uh, obviously son of the manager, Simeone, uh, who's had quite a good career um, in Italy. He's only 27 years old. Last played for Hellas Verona. Um, but yeah, he should be a good substitute option for Osimhen if he ever becomes injured. Um, I know the pitch side of picks game today was Atalanta versus Milan. At the moment, Milan are winning one, sorry, Atalanta are winning 1-0 against Milan. Malinowski has scored. Um, yeah, it looks like it's uh, a top game. Obviously there's no uh, Ibrahimovic, he's out injured at the moment. Uh, Ademo Luckman, a London-born uh, winger, uh, scored in his previous game for Atalanta, he's on the bench today, maybe he'll come on and make an impact. Um, so yeah, there's uh, top games going on around Europe. Uh, also in uh, League On today, there was nine red cards in uh, seven games.
0: Oh wow! So
1: I don't know what's happening in France, but <clears throat> yeah, they're going on a mad one. And also, uh, PSG are winning two against Lille. Shocker! Uh, Messi and Mbappe have
0: scored. There was a there is a game that I was going to put as a picture of the picks, but then I didn't realise Atalanta and Milan were playing mm. today. Uh, it comes from the Brazilian Brazilian oh, league. Yeah. Uh, you've got today. You it is Flamengo versus. Palm, Flamengo pumps, versus Palmeiras. However, yes, yeah. two of the most Which followed I teams in Brazil,
1: two of the most richest teams in Brazil.
0: Which I believe is also a replay of the Copper Limpadores yeah, final, yeah, is that is a final from last season. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a game to go and watch the highlights of. Um, it's currently nil nil with 12 minutes played as at the time of recording this. And also for uh,
1: Flamengo, uh, they're a team that you'll recognize at least half of the players. They've got, you know, Diego, Arturo Vidal, who played for Barcelona by Munich and Juventus. Um, Barbosa, Gabriel Barbosa, who had a stint to Inter Milan and Benfica. Obviously, Felipe Luiz, who, who played for Chelsea, uh, David Luiz as well, uh, the list goes on. So, yeah, if, you know, they're sort of the, the all-stars um, of Brazil. I guess you can call it the MLS team of Brazil. Yeah. That's where they really go to retire.
0: Yeah, I think that um, pretty much wraps up the games from this weekend. But we have still an active transfer market. Um, we have 10 days counting, I believe, for clubs to rack up all of their business. Um but there's been big news coming out of United, as I've already alluded mm-hmm. to. I'll let you announce this. So, yeah,
1: United have signed Casemiro for, uh, I believe, sixty million euros, with uh, add-ons for about ten million euros on top of that, which is a decent amount of player for uh, money for a thirty-year-old player. But uh, he's won five Champions Leagues in eight games. In eight, eight games, well, that'd be impressive. In eight years. Um, He's been, I would say, the best defensive midfielder for the last decade. Uh, you know, he's had that phenomenal partnership with Modric and Cruz. And yes, he's he's come to, to England. Maybe, I wouldn't say the twilight of his career, because he is only 30 and he probably has five years left. Um, you know, with the age that a defensive midfielder can go to, look at Fernandinho, how long he lasted at, at City. Um, you know, there's been questions about, Perhaps his motivations, it's going to be a huge challenge coming to United. Probably the biggest challenge for any player coming as a new player to, to, to the club. Um, but in terms of the what you can bring, it will be huge. He's the exact sort of uh, profile player that we've been looking for, for 10 years or so, uh, since probably Carrick left, uh, true uh defensive midfielder, we've only really had Matic, Herrera, possibly if you count him as a defensive midfielder um, since then really. Uh, so yeah, it's huge. Um, still a lot of work to be done, uh, a lot of players to bring in to, to upgrade the squad to get it to that level, but this signing is definitely welcomed. Um, slightly out of the blue, I would say, um, uh, not sure anybody would have believed it if they said a year ago, uh, let alone maybe even four weeks ago if we said Casemiro was going to go to United. Not sure anybody would have believed it. Um, but yeah, good signing. Positive signing. He um, mm. won't be available for the Liverpool game. But for the rest of the season, yeah, I'm very happy with this.
0: Yeah, it was kind of a key area you needed to strengthen in. Um, a lot of, I mean really needed strengthening last season as well. But yeah, he looks like he's gonna be a solid sign in. I think you still need at least another four players, maybe. Five.
1: Oh uh, well we need to get rid of players first. Um we've already got quite a bloated squad, so it's yeah. That's the tricky bit, selling players on, on these high wages. But yeah, I do agree with you we need to get in three or four players, particularly a striker and maybe a maybe a left winger. Uh, yeah, but yeah,
0: we'll see. Um, just I'll quickly round off Chelsea. Um, so the Fafana, uh, Fafana transfer saga rolls on another week. Um, Fafana was actually left out of the Leicester squads and sat in the stands because he refused to play or he wasn't in the right mindset, um, which was said by Brendan Rodgers. So it could mean that the Chelsea deal is slightly moving nearer uh, as he tries to force a way out of the club Um, elsewhere we've got Abamyang. he apparently Chelsea have put in like a 12 million pounds fee a 12 million pound transfer fee with Alonso to try and sign Abamyang, which will try hopefully maybe solve some of their striker issues um but yeah there's Chelsea are still linked to a few players. I think they're even linked to Casemiro once United put in a bid.
1: I think that rounds up all the the big signings. I know mm. Yael Pedro from Watford has gone to to Aston Villa for around £25 million. Pounds. That's a, another big one, I guess. Uh, Eric is has, has been loaned out to Marseille with an option to buy. Not necessarily going to get bought, but um, yeah. I guess there's a step in the the right direction, as I said earlier. Getting rid of the players one way or another.
0: Um, Deli Ali is going to visit in Turkey.
1: How oh, the mighty have fallen on that one? Uh, four or five years ago, he was worth about hundred million pounds, and now he's probably worth about five.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think if they do sell him for five six million, Tottenham get twenty five percent of that fee, so they will get like. A million or two out of that deal who gets the rest everton okay
1: don't oh, oh yeah it's an Everton. it's so much he had such a big impact there i completely forgot
0: yeah and i think i think he hasn't played enough games to trigger he might have. they might have paid like 10 million for him i don't think they've well it was paid...
1: 20 games for i think 10 million or something silly and i don't think
0: he's played anywhere near that No, so it's more like Everton are just making money out of him, more or less. Um, But, yeah, see how well he does in Turkey. Um, I mean, there's a few other players linked elsewhere. You've got Emerson going to West Ham, potentially. Looks like that one. From Chelsea. But, yeah, and there's been Chelsea and United. I know we mentioned them quite a lot, but, yeah, they're the clubs that seem to be doing a lot of the business. A lot of the other clubs have done all of their business at the moment. Um, I'm sure a few of them will... Get more signings, especially probably Forrest, um, <laughs> during the last few days of the transfer window, and especially on deadline day. But yeah, I don't think there's any more we've missed.
1: Uh, I don't think these are the big ones. Obviously, Anthony might be on the move uh, from Ajax to United, um, and the Pi might be off to Juventus. But yeah, out of the big ones, I think that's, that's the yeah, the main bunch so far, but we'll keep you updated obviously on the socials and uh, on the next podcast. We'll, we'll let you know any more updates on the transfer market.
0: Yes, yeah. So, I think that about wraps up the podcast for this week. Um, bit of a shorter one this week, and then there's not, apart from what we've mentioned previously on pods, as we've updated you on everything. And um, yeah, as Toby said, the socials are the best places to keep update, updated with all of the latest transfers. It's at the Pitch Sider for Instagram and Twitter. And also our website is the best place to get access to either the podcast or our social medias or the latest articles. Thank you for joining me this week, Toby.
1: Thanks, mate. It's been good.
0: And uh, thank you for the listener for listening and joining us. And we look forward to seeing you next week. And goodbye.
1: Goodbye.